0: 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0 presented from day one by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident any personal injury slip and fall motorcycle car accident bike anajar and levine accident attorneys 800 747 free that's 800-747-3733 title sponsors from day number one no before day number one of zaslo show 2.0 my guys mark anajar glenn levine ellie anajar they believe in me bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204 Welcome aboard, this is Zazlo Show 2.0 Welcome, Zazlo Show 2.0 It is a Tuesday, the 6th of June Good to have you aboard We are a Blue Wire podcast Presented as always by our title sponsor Of everything, Zaslow Show 2.0 Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free That's 800-747-3733. We come at you on a Tuesday as the Florida Panthers have dug themselves a hole in their first Stanley Cup Finals appearance in 27 years. Both teams, their second Stanley Cup Finals appearance in franchise history. The Vegas Knights defend the home ice. They are halfway to their first Stanley Cup championship. And the Florida Panthers are in a big hole coming to Sunrise for the first ever Stanley Cup final game in Sunrise coming up Thursday night for game number three. Still got a fun show planned for everybody today. Today's an off night. I think we could all use it. We get to relax from the Heat's win a couple nights ago. The Heat will play game three at Kaseya Center tomorrow night. And tonight... We could all try and breathe just like Paul Maurice said after game one. Everybody take a breath and we'll relax tonight and we'll get ready for tomorrow, which will be the heat. And then we have a stretch of four games. Heat at home Wednesday. Panthers at home Thursday. Heat at home Friday. Panthers at home Saturday. We got a great stretch of games here in South Florida A stretch like we've never had before in the history of South Florida sports. And while the Panthers are in a hole right now, we're certainly still going to enjoy what's to come here for the rest of this week. So if you could tell by my attitude, I mean, I'm upset about last night, but it's okay. I still feel all right. We're in trouble for sure. But it's not as if this is a hole that we can't dig out of. So I'm not going to hit you today with... All kinds of doom and gloom, so we'll do a lot of Panthers here today, we'll do a lot of heat here today, <laughs> and we're still going to have some fun, so glad you're with us here, today's a tough day, sometimes you want to get away from the sports, although I feel like, well it's it's both, I, I feel like after last night's Panther game, I feel like you got Panther fans who are tuning in, and they could be saying, alright I hope Zaslow makes me feel a little bit better, and I think I will. And then you have Heat fans who are sort of so pumped about what's to come tomorrow night. Like, we're basking in the glory of that Game 2 win, one of the greatest wins in franchise history. There's There really is nothing like a road playoff win, let alone a road finals win. I mean, how many finals games on the road have the Heat won, excuse me, in franchise history? They won Game 6 in Dallas. In 2006, which of course clinched the championship. In 2011, they won game three in Dallas. They went up two games to one that game. In 2012, they won game two in Oklahoma City to even the series at a game apiece. 2013, they won game four in San Antonio to tie the series at two games apiece. And then in 2014, they won Game 2 in San Antonio to tie the series at a game apiece. Obviously, they they probably technically won road games in 2020 in the bubble, but we can't count that, of course. It, they were all home. They were all road. It's all the same thing. So, two nights ago, the sixth NBA Finals road win for the Miami Heat. They've, as I just explained to you, they've never won multiple road games in the NBA Finals. (laughs) Obviously, that is super difficult. And hey, if the Heat can defend their home court, they don't have to win any more road games in the NBA Finals. So, the Heat accomplished what they needed to, and they're going to come home, we know this, to a rowdy crowd at Kaseya Center coming up tomorrow night. So... Buckle up, man. Tomorrow night's going to be really great. But obviously, most of the show today, we got to devote here to the Panthers. So, last night, you know, we're, we're down... Da- it sucks. We're down one nothing late in the first period. And we had, we had such a good power play. I, we, got, we got five shots on goal on the power play. It was late in the first period. Didn't score. Aiden Hill has been standing on his head. We all know that. And I literally said, if we get out of this period one nothing, I will feel okay. We cannot give up another goal. And as I said that, they, the Knights got their second goal. So two no- literally mid-sentence, the Knights went up 2 nothing. Then it's 4 nothing. You got all the shenanigans, which we're going to get to here. And, and it just becomes an embarrassment. So what ended up happening last night, I told you, this is a bachelor week here in the Zaslow Mansion. It's just me and my younger son, Jordan. And he want, you know, we're going tomorrow night to see Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, which is supposed to be amazing. And so we're going tomorrow night. But last night, my son, he wanted he wanted a refresher, you know, so he wanted to watch Into the Spider Verse again, which I'm fine with. But hey, man, we got the Panther game on, and it's the start of the third period. It's um, you know, it was for nothing. And he's like, you just watch it on your phone and we'll watch here in bed together. So yeah, like, and I believe me, I didn't want to watch the Panther game anymore, but I felt like I had to, because you got to know the story, you got to know everything that happens. And of course you had to keep watching so we could talk about the bullshit because there was a lot of bullshit. So obviously I'm going to keep watching the game, but I watched the rest of the game on my phone, on my chest while the two of us were watching into the spider verse, uh, in bed together last night. So that's, that's how I was able to kind of somewhat distract myself from this embarrassment, from this disaster. And you know what? Yes, it's obviously embarrassing seven to two, but here's the thing. Like they're not dead, not dead. It's a little bit, it's a little bit different from, you, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves is when in the NBA team goes up two games to none series is over. Can we wait for both teams to play a home game before we talk about the series being over? It's not quite the same in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but it works both ways. It's not quite the same because home ice advantage is not as big of a thing as it is in the other sports. So they're up two games to none, and it's it, it, you could have the feeling of, man, it's not as if the series shifting to Sunrise and all of a sudden, we have the—you know—we're going to be on home ice now, and things are going to be things are going to change. Role players are going to play better. The crowd is going to make a difference. It doesn't really work that way in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But at the same time, you know, you can have a series where a team wins two games, and then the next team wins the next four. You know, it kind of works because the home ice is not such a huge deal, so it kind of works both ways. But. We're in a spot now where we're down 2-0, and it's not as if the whole mice is gonna save us. So they're in a the Panthers are in a bad spot, and you're likely down 2-0, which is the case because we look completely overmatched. There's, there's no way to put there's no other way to put it. The Panthers look completely overmatched. So I, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I'm not worried. I'm definitely worried. But I, I, I don't believe we're out of this series. I think we're going to come home for Thursday night. I think we're going to play great. And I think we're going to get back in this series. I think we're going to win on Thursday night. But I, I can't sit here and tell you that I'm not worried. I'm very worried. And I went into this series super confident about the Panthers. Hell, I went into last night very confident about the Panthers. And I think if you watch these first two games and the Panthers have been outscored 12-4... to I think you say, yeah, it's kind of stupid to not be really worried. And obviously, you know, the Panthers got to this place in the postseason because Bobrovsky, for the last month, has been the best goaltender in the world. And that's how you get to the Stanley Cup Finals, especially when you were an 8-seed, okay? You can ride the hot goalie, and that's what they've been doing. Well, Bobrovsky has not been good these two games. Now, his defense in front of him? Has not helped. Well, and I should say, the first two periods of this series... Yeah, Bobrovsky looked great. And the team looked great. The Panthers looked good the first two periods of this series. And then in the middle of the third period, everything went downhill. And so, the last four periods of this series, the Panthers have given up ten goals. And Bobrovsky... Uh, look, you go back to game... You go back to game four against Carolina... Bobrovsky allowed three goals. Game one this series, he allowed four goals. He had the empty nets at seven, and he got pulled after four goals here. So, 11 goals Bobrovsky has given up in his last three games. A total of eight periods. Not even eight periods, like seven and a half periods. So, he hasn't been good. But here's the thing. While Bobrovsky certainly has not played well, I totally still have confidence in him here. There's no way you're going to have me sitting here saying how, oh, he's a bum. He's back to being the guy he was in the regular season. The Panthers are not even close to where they are right now if not for Sergei Bobrovsky. I'm not going to complain about Bobrovsky's contract ever again. It's all been worth it. He has gotten us here to this point, and I have the confidence that we're going to get a major performance from Bobrovsky going at Thursday night. You know, after the game, Paul Maurice was asked about, you know, is there a goaltender situation? Look, Alex Lyon gave up three goals himself. It's not as if he was standing on his head when he came in the game. And, and Maurice said, I'll have to sweat that one out over the next couple of days. No, he's not, like, he's being totally facetious. He's not sweating anything out. Bobrovsky is the goalie, and he should be in game three. So I'm still confident in him. I think he's going to be just fine. The Panthers, though, yeah, they're like they're in trouble. They're, they're in a bad... They're not dead, but they're in a bad spot, and I'm definitely worried. And look, the Panthers have still never won a Stanley Cup Finals game. 0-6. Oh, oh still have never won a Stanley Cup Final game. And you know what? The, like The Panther fans are not going to want to hear this. but and, and, and a lot of you Panther fans, look, it, it's 27 years ago. You, you may not be old enough, or you may not remember. This series right now Through two games, feels a lot like the 96 Stanley Cup Final did. A lot. You know, that was a a great avalanche team who had everything going for them. And, of course, had the amazing goaltender in Patrick Waugh. And this Panther team came in hot as hell with all the momentum. They lost the first two games in Colorado that year. The first game, they played all right. Matter of fact, they scored the first goal of the game. It was Tom Fitzgerald. Just like this year, scored the first goal of the game, uh, of the series, Eric Stahl. The Panthers lost that game one in Colorado, and it was a good game. They lost that game 3-1. The game they were in, they still lost by multiple goals. Similar to this, series, this game one where they lose 5-2. And what happened in game two that year? They lost 8-1. Just got murdered in game two by a clearly better Avalanche team. And what happens here in Game 2? They get murdered by what looks to be a better Golden Knights team, 7-2. to The start of this series feels a lot like that one. And we had the great goaltender, the goalie who brought us to the Stanley Cup Final, who stood on his head in John Van Beesbrook and got lit up. Game 3 that year, the Panthers won 3-2. Is a great game. And, and then, of course, at that Miami Arena. And then, of course, Game 4, they lose UE Krupp, third overtime. They lose one nothing. So they were in the games at home, but they lost one goal games. Games 3 and 4 at home. Through first two games this series, it feels a lot like the final in 96. What does that have to do with anything? I'm just giving you information. Take it for what you will. Now, this team's in a bad spot right now. They've been in a bad spot. I mean... They were down three games to one against Boston, and we're still supremely confident. They win that game. Kachuk says, hey, guys, you know, take a good look at this room. we are gonna be right back here for seven. In the Toronto series, they're winning overtime games. Four overtimes in game one against Carolina. They win that one. Like, it's not like we're going into... See, in the NBA Finals, we're going to find out tomorrow night what this Nuggets team is made out of. We're going to find out about them. They're in a spot they have not been in yet this postseason. We're going we're to find out a little bit of character from this Nuggets team. It's not the same with the Panthers. We're, we're not going to find out what this Panther team is made of on Thursday night. We already know what this team's made of. They were down 3-1 against Boston had to win two road games Both of them in overtime against the greatest regular season team of all time. Multiple overtime wins against Toronto. Four overtime win against Carolina. Two overtime wins against Carolina, I believe as well. Yet, like, we already know what this team is made of. And I think we're going to get a big-time response from them on Thursday night. But right now, they absolutely look overmatched. There's no other way to put it. Looked whole... Like, I don't believe that... Oh they, they, they the effort wasn't there. They they got you know they they look like they didn't come to play. I I don't believe like do you really think this Panther team based on everything we've seen from them so far that they weren't ready to play? They didn't come I mean hell, we know they're coming out physical, getting all the misconducts. You feel like they you know the the effort wasn't there from the Panthers. Get out of here. Like they're getting beat by a team that is thoroughly outclassing them right now. Can that change? Yeah, but I'm not looking at it like, oh, the Panthers didn't have any fight in them. That's bullshit. They're just losing right now to a team that looks a lot better than them. That's what I'm seeing. So, now we got to get to the officiating, right? And, like, I, like, I don't want to be that guy. We lost 7-2 last night. But there are some things here that need to be addressed. And yes, it's easy to say, it lose by the officials, it's 7-2. Look, when you get behind 3-0, 4-0, nothing, nothing, and multiple goals there are a direct result of the officiating, there could be a downward spiral from there. Like, it matters. First, though, I want to tell you guys, yes, I mean, it feels like the floodgates have opened. If you feel like that's happening, if you see that might be happening in your home, if you have a water leak, you, you might have a big problem. You need to take care of that right now. And you know I send you... Water Cleanup of Florida. I've had multiple listeners reach out to me. Zazlow, I'm so glad you recommended Water Cleanup of Florida. Best price anywhere. I've gotten several comparisons. They located they have over 60 years combined experience Water Cleanup of Florida. They located the leak where it was coming from and they're getting it patched up immediately. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You can call or text Water Cleanup of Florida 954-900-8635- my guys, the Greensteins, you kn- I'm telling you, they're family friends of mine. I've known them since I was a kid. So you could definitely trust them, but I'm also giving you the best water restoration company there is around. Water Cleanup of Florida, fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that all busy homeowners and business owners require. My favorite part, you don't need to bring in other contractors. They're going to handle the entire project from start to finish. They serve the entire Tri-County area, Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida anytime 954-900-8635. You can also go to wcufl.com. Please, if you don't believe me, I mean, that's crazy, but that's okay. Go check out more than 80 five-star reviews on Google. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. That's Water Cleanup of Florida. We clean up your schmutz. And speaking of the Panthers, we need them to get this win on Thursday so we can have this big, like, you know, meet up, uh, meet and greet kind of deal with Sheets and Giggles on Saturday. My man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he's flying in. He's putting it together. I I think I'm going to Game Four with him on Saturday night, which is super exciting because I've never been to a Stanley Cup Final game. Sheets and if you haven't heard me talk about Sheets and Giggles, I mean, I, how is that even possible? But if you haven't. Sheets and Giggles, it's the only place where the Zaslow family is getting their betting from for the rest of our lives. And once you try and use Sheets and Giggles, you're going to be hooked as well. You're going to become part of the over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles, naturally softer, cooler, more breathable. We're talking hypoallergenic, zero static, lower surface friction than cotton. So much better. for If you got sensitive skin like me, oh my God, so much better. SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code ZASLO on checkout. You'll get 20% off your first order. I got the eucalyptus sheets, the comforter. I got the pillowcases. I got a eucalyptus pillow. Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? SheetsGiggles.com. You guys know ZASLO's show too. 2.0 was really taken off when sheets and giggles. You know, they also sponsor the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody. You knew once Sheets and Giggles jumped on board that this was for real. And now the Zaslow family were so lucky, my man Colin. He's helping me sleep. I get the best sleep. I love that comforter so much. SheetsGiggles.com. So we gotta talk about the bullshit now, right? It was a lot of bullshit last night. A lot of bullshit. So After I take a sip, of my bite in the water. I'm sorry. After getting sent off late in Game One, Matthew Kachuk, it does feel like he's being targeted by the officials. I don't understand the misconducts on Kachuk. Now you gotta understand, because there's there's a lot of like novice hockey fans who are watching. Matter of fact, yesterday one of my friends said, "Hey, is there any chance that Kachuk is gonna be suspended?" No, he. He's not, you get the misconduct, you're not gonna be suspended unless you get a game misconduct. And it's because of a penalty that could have been you know, blow to the head, something like that, and you could wind up getting extra discipline. But none of the Panthers got game misconducts. They're getting 10-minute misconducts, which doesn't result in a power play. It results in the player having to essentially take a timeout. He's got to sit in the box for 10 minutes. So you saw Kachuk get a 10-minute misconduct late in game, like really late in game one. And then he got another one on the hit on Eichel with two minutes left in the second period. So he went right to the dressing room and then he sat out the first eight minutes in the box at the start of the third period and then got another 10-minute misconduct with just a few minutes left, like four minutes left in the game yesterday uh, with a vicious slash on one of the Vegas players in a scrum after the whistle. And when I say vicious slash, he tapped the player, literally tapped the player stick. I mean, to annoy him, he taps the player's stick, it falls out of his hand, and they throw him out, and they give him the 10-minute misconduct. Such bullshit. But let's go back to the Eichel hit. So, I just, I don't understand the misconduct on Kachuk. It feels like he is being targeted. I just gave you the slash at the end of the game, which is total bullshit. And then, with two minutes left in the second period, yes, it's Jack Eichel, and it, like, it's Eichel who's a star player, and it's Kachuk who it feels like they're targeting, and it is a hit that is clean as can be. I mean, Kachuk wrecks him right at the blue line. Eichel was skating essentially with his head down. He separates him from the puck, that shoulder to body, nowhere near the head, and, like, Eichel doesn't even hit his head on the ice But he's clearly shaken up. I think he probably had the wind knocked out of him. And he gets up right away, goes right back to the dressing room. Probably had the wind knocked out of him. No penalty called on the play. Because, yeah, because it was a perfectly clean hit. No penalty. And then you get the huge scrum where the Knights are attacking Matthew Kachuk for a perfectly clean and legal hit on their star player, Jack Eichel. Kachuk is forced to defend himself. Doesn't do anything crazy. 10 minute misconduct, two and 10, two minute penalty, 10 minute misconduct. Like what the fuck? He's clearly being targeted and clear, like clearly being targeted by the officials. So he gets sent off and now here, listen, listen to Jack Eichel, the player who took the hit after the game.
1: Uh, kind of toe picked a little bit, and uh, you know, saw him at the last minute. Um, he finishes a hard, you know, what I saw was a clean check on me, and it's a physical game. You're going to get hit sometimes, so um, you just just kind of move on, you know.
0: How quickly did you know you're okay?
1: Um, you know, I, you know, it was a physical. Uh, it was a big hit, but uh, yeah, I came back in here, regrouped, and you know, it's fine. Did you know you up there? Was the <laughs> yeah, no, I just came in here and uh, regrouped. Um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a big collision. So, um, got my wits back about me and uh, realized I was fine. And you should kind of move on from there.
0: I mean, the player right there is telling you himself it's a perfectly clean hit. And not only does Kachuk wind up getting a penalty, not for the hit. He got a penalty for defending himself afterward and got a 10-minute misconduct. It's such bullshit. And then he got the misconduct late in the game for tapping. Literally, I'm not being facetious. For tapping the player's stick in a scrum afterward. And here's the part where, like, the league is so stupid. Like, sometimes the NHL... I love the National Hockey League. But sometimes they're stupid. Matthew Kachuk has become, or is becoming, the face of the league. And... In two games in the Stanley Cup Finals, where they are featuring one of the teams with a potential face of the league and an American player, he's gotten three misconducts in the first two games. The guy's becoming the face of the league. You're giving him three misconducts in the first two games, and then you have him getting roughed up by the goalie with the ref standing right there. It's total bullshit. This is where the NHL, it's like, You got to make sure this guy stays on the ice, unless it's something completely egregious. Which, nothing that he has done has been egregious. Nothing that he has done has warranted a misconduct. And a guy who they can wind up marketing as the face of the league, they keep throwing out the game for 10 minutes at a time. It's so stupid. Get your shit together. Like you talk about wanting to grow the game.
1: That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire Sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire Sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, look,
0: here's the bottom line we're not playing well. I think a major reason is, and it's not like we're not playing well because we didn't show up. We're not putting in the effort. We're not playing well because there's another team out there who is forcing us to not play well. That's normally how it goes. But try and make it a little less obvious that you're not going to give us a fair whistle if you're the National Hockey League. The referee is staring right at Aiden Hill and Matthew Kachuk as Kachuk gets cross-checked into the net and then Aiden Hill slashes him in the back while the Panthers are on the other end of the ice and and waiting for Kachuk to join the play. Try and make it a little less obvious you're not gonna give us a fair whistle. It sucks. And honestly, you know what? The more the more like I, I was I was annoyed last night, but the more that I think about it, the more that I'm watching replays, like the more that the, the more that I think about it, the angrier I'm getting about the officiating last night. I mean you saw what our bench looked like. Duclair misconduct, stall misconduct, although that was for abusive official, Fitzgerald misconduct. Who else was it? Uh, uh, I think Lundell got a misconduct. And what, we had five or six guys who were sent off for misconduct. We're already missing Radko Gudis for a hit that got Barbashev a misconduct. Like, why did he get a game misconduct? Our guy couldn't return. And we're already without Loy Serena as well. Try, like, we're getting killed out there by the officials. We're playing a team that looks better than us, and the officials are, are killing us. Obviously, we lost 7-2. It's hard to blame the officials in that spot, but we're getting called for some chintzy shit. And then we're getting misconducts for bullshit, and the officials are staring right at clear penalties and bullshit by Vegas and just letting it slide. Like, it's frustrating. And you know what? My guess is because Paul Maurice is not afraid to speak his mind. He's a great soundbite, not afraid to speak his mind. So you would have thought that Maurice was going to get to that podium after the game and just light up the officials. My guess is because the final score was 7-2. Maurice doesn't do that because, you know, like, there are probably people who listen to Zazlo, You sound ridiculous complaining about the officiating in a game that you lost 7-2. And that's why you got to be careful about it. It like Maybe I do sound a little bit ridiculous, but it doesn't make what I'm saying not so. And that's probably what Paul Maurice was thinking going up to the podium, which is, w- we just got our ass kicked. We lost 7-2. I'm going to complain about the officiating now, and I'm going to look like an idiot. If the game was close, my guess is he's not holding back. You know, if the game ends four five two my guess is he's not holding back and he's lighting them up after the game it was bullshit and i addressed this the toronto series too where i get it we're the florida panthers you think we're a bullshit franchise which we have been a bullshit franchise and just make it a little less obvious that you're not going to give us a fair whistle that's all that's all i'm asking i get it i get it please just make it less obvious that we're going to get hosed out there when it comes to the officiating. Alright. So I said I said my piece about the officiating. And look, game three Thursday night. Must win, obviously. Must win. We need Barkov, Verhege, Bennett, Kachuk. He, he got his first point. He got a goal last night. It was at uh, 6-1, right? Yeah. Made 6-2. Barkov, he had a breakaway early in the game. Barkov had a backhand, I think, when we were down 1-0, which I, I thought I thought it scored. Haven't seen Sam Bennett get any real opportunities. You know that Bennett line. You know, Bennett, Kachuk, Kuch- uh, Cousins. It's been fantastic all playoff. That third line, Reinhardt, Lomberg. They've been fantastic also all playoff. I mean, Lois is out now. I'm sure that hurts. Barkov for Hagee, Bennett, Kachuk. Make the They gotta make their presence felt early in game three. Early. Get the crowd into it. Get out to a 1-0 lead. Get out to a 2-0 lead. Keep pressing. Need to get out early in game three. Because here's the thing. We can't win the cup on Thursday night. We could totally lose the cup on Thursday night. Gotta get out in front of that. And by the way, I know it's you know, five years ago. Or he's in his sixth year. Yeah, so six years ago, I suppose. He's in his sixth year with Vegas. Boy, that hurts seeing Jonathan Marchessault kill us. It really does. That's a kill. And we got nothing to be upset with Jonathan Marchessault about. I mean, he, he came out of no... He was a find by the Panthers in 2017. He was a 30-goal scorer, and we gave him away to the expansion Vegas Knights. If you don't know how that went down, and he's not just killing us, He's got 12 goals in his last 12 playoff games. He's got three goals already this series. Like, he's killing everyone because he's a great player. But it hurts watching Marcia so do this to us. In the Stanley Cup Finals, no less. Here's what happened. Dale Town sucked as the Panthers general manager. We're still feeling the effects, obviously, of Marcia killing us here. And by the way, Riley Smith's a really good player too. So here's what happened. If you don't know how this went down. So it's the 2017 offseason, going into the 2018 season. NHL expansion draft is coming up for the Vegas Knights. And Jonathan Marcheseau is making like no money. Just came off a 30-goal season. He looks like a stud. We'd love to keep him. But we got this Riley Smith under contract. He had kind of a down year. And Dale Talon doesn't like the contract. he gave him. So they made a side deal with Vegas. We will leave Jonathan Marcheseau unprotected in the expansion draft. Obviously you'll take Jonathan Marcheseau because he's awesome and makes no money. We will leave Jonathan Marcheseau unprotected for you to select if you make a trade with us right now for Riley Smith. And I don't remember what they got. They got maybe a prospect, maybe a, a late draft pick. Like they got nothing back for Riley Smith. They w- they were taken. They were giving away his contract. We will leave Marsh unprotected for you if you take Riley Smith. And if the Knights said, "Yeah, it sounds good." And Riley Smith's been really good for them. And Marsh so is amazing. We got totally screwed. I mean, like we screwed ourselves there. Dale Town stunk. Stunk. Like, the fact that the Panthers have had this kind of success the last few years just shows you how great Bill Zito has been to dig us out that hole as fast as he, like, as fast as he did. So, it hurts seeing Marcia so kill us. So, must win. Must win Thursday night. If you're not going on Thursday night, you know what I'm going to tell you. Go on get yourself a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. Hey, tonight with no games going on, Maybe that's how you want to kick back on your porch. Maybe myself on my patio out back at the Zaslo Mansion pool in the backyard. Maybe I'll go get myself in that little fridge outside. I got Johnny Cuba sitting right there outside. European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. You know it's my beer of choice. It's the official beer of Zaslo Show 2.0. Go pick up a six-pack at your local Sedano's, Winn-Dixie, Presidente, Fresco Imaz. Remember, always drink responsibly. That's why I love watching the games here. I got a Johnny in my hand. And of course, I love when you send me pictures of you guys having a Johnny for the first time. You send me, you're pouring that Johnny Cuba into a glass. Careful with the pour, not a heavy pour. You don't want all that foam. That's disgusting. That's amateur hour, okay? Come on, figure it out. I like when you send me the pictures or, or videos, and then I post it on my Instagram where I'm an influencer, and then you become famous, and my man wanted a Johnny Cuba, he loves that. Johnny Cuba, pick up a six-pack right now. Like I said, of course, don't ever forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. So, upset about the Panthers, predictably, but I'm still confident going into Thursday night. I am. But man, it's gonna be hard. So, and I gotta tell you as well, this is why, and I've I've, I've been saying this forever. This is why traveling for sports is such a gamble. I'm so weary of traveling for sports. Like, let's say, hey, I want to go to the Stanley Cup final. Let's go to game two. Let's go to Vegas. And tickets are crazy expensive. And the flights. And the hotel. And you get your shit kicked in 7-2. Oh, but I still had a good time. To me, that's not a good time. Going all the way there, spending all that money, and getting my shit kicked in is not my idea of a good time. And that's why I'm always down to travel for concerts, Pearl Jam. I'm taking my kids. We're going to Texas in September. We're we're going, is September? I think it's September. We're going to Texas in September because it's a guaranteed good time. I love traveling for wrestling, WrestleMania. I'll spend money and travel for WrestleMania. Guaranteed good time. For sports, super hit or miss. Last night, if you went to Vegas, could have been amazing. We could a 1-7-2. Oh, my God. Ama- if you went to Game 2, Heat in Denver, amazing. Talk about two ends of the spectrum, right? Or you went to Game 2 in Vegas. To me, that's not a good time. That's, that's not still, oh, it was a great experience. Not for me, it's not i i i can't see it that way if i travel to go to my see my team playing a big game and we're spending all the money it's not about the experience to me it's about we better get a w better win that game otherwise i had a terrible time and especially a game like last night where i mean like you're down da- you're down for nothing can't, you, it's over you, you we, we we're we're not we have no chance And I'm just thinking about that the rest of the game. Oh my God, I spent this money. I spent this money. I spent this money. Maybe you feel different. Maybe you just, you like the experience. To me, the experience is winning. That's the experience. I could have watched them get their ass kicked on my couch. I could have watched them get their ass kicked in bed last night while I'm also watching into the Spider-Verse with my son. I don't need to go all the way to Vegas for that. Yeah, it's not fun to me. That's, That's why I don't like traveling, you know, for sports. It's such a gamble. Such a gamble. So how about... How about this? So two nights ago after the Heat game, right? Eric Spolstra was asked by ESPN's Ramona Shelburne about the Heat forcing Jokic to be a score. He had, what do you... Three assists, three or four assists. Forcing him to be a score instead of a facilitator. And... Eric Spolster's response, like, was, it it could sound like he was chastising Ramona Shelburne. And he got a little bit of heat, no pun intended, for his pretty uncharacteristic, like, I know they were killing him on Denver radio, because they're going to grasp for straws, and they're angry that we went there and we took that ass in game two. So, if you didn't hear it, though, here's the clip I'm talking about after the game with a, a really uncharacteristic response from Eric Spolstra.
2: Ramona Shelburne, ESPN. Uh, this is probably oversimplifying things, but sometimes when when teams play against Jokic, you you turn him into a scorer, you turn him into a passer, and he controls the game. You, he only had four assists. Tonight.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's ridiculous. You know, it's just... That's the untrained eye that, that says something like that. This guy's an incredible player. You know, twice... In two seasons, he's been the best player on this planet. You can't just say, oh, make him a score. <laughs> That's not how they play. They, they have so many different actions that just get you compromised. Uh, we have to focus on what we do. Um, you know, we try to do things the hard way, um, and he requires you to do many things the hard way. Um, and we, he has our full respect. So... That's like a super uncharacteristic response. I also don't believe, like it doesn't help that it was Ramona Shelburne and that it was a female, but I also don't believe that he was directing that response at Ramona Shelburne. I think he was directing that response in general to anyone who feels that way. And like right afterward, I gar- like, I was thinking to myself when I first heard the clip, I guarantee you Eric Spolstra feels really bad about that response. It's heat of the moment. And so I'm watching NBA today yesterday and Ramona Shelburne is on. And they all had a good laugh about it. And she immediately said, Coach Spo and I are fine. We're very friendly. He already he texted me first thing this morning, meaning yesterday morning, and he was super apologetic. Like, that is not surprising. Definitely when Eric thought about that after the game, I'm sure he felt really bad. Because that kind of response is super uncharacteristic. Like it's like He was doing, like, a Joe Missoula impression there. If Missoula was thoughtful. He was doing a Joe Missoula impression, it sounded like. Super uncharacteristic there. Definitely did not mean it toward Ramona Shelburne. I understood what he was saying there and what he was getting at. But you're going to have people, like, in Denver Sports Radio, who are going to be super critical of that response and say he's an asshole. Like, everybody, like, calm down. Everybody calm down. We're all too sensitive, all right? But you knew he was going to reach out to her and be super apologetic. That's, that, that kind of response slash attitude is so uncharacteristic of him. Like, really is the nicest dude. Alright, so anyway. Here's, here's something I've been thinking of, or, or I've been hearing, right? For the last 36 hours, whatever it is. Where it's like, Denver played terrible. And they still only lost by three. Right? That's what we're hearing. So, that's the whole, the Heat stole it angle, right? Which I super object to. We did not steal anything. The Heat took that shit. Believe that. But Denver played terrible. That's the spin right now, right? Because you're not allowed to think that the Heat are good. No, no one's allowed... You have to be surprised by every game the Heat win in the playoffs. You're not allowed to actually believe they're good. And all these undrafted players, which, look, they are undrafted. That's a fact. But they're all busters. And they're going to turn into a pumpkin real soon. You're not allowed to believe that the Heat are good. You're not allowed to believe that it's anything but luck. And you're not allowed to believe that they have any good players. So the angle right now is Denver played terrible, and they still only lost by three. Three. That's the whole angle now, right? I I got news for you. There's another team out there. We took that shit. And there's another team out there. like Like if you're saying Denver played poor and they still only lost by three. I got news for you. Lose by three, lose by 33. It's still one for the heat. You're still getting the game. And if you think Denver played terrible... A really good team that played terrible. I got news for you. There's another team out there that is making them play terrible. It's the Miami Heat. There's another team out there making them play poor. It's like the Panthers. Oh, the Panthers, they're playing like shit. I. There's a team out there, Vegas, that's making them play poor. I'm. I'm sorry. I reject the whole idea. The Heat were down... Uh, Denver's... They they played so bad, the Heat only won... And the Heat only won by three? Fuck off! I'm sorry I reject that whole idea. The Heat were down eight going into the fourth quarter. You want to tell... Like, as if the Heat are so bad and the Nuggets are so great, the Nuggets should have been up by 38 going into the fourth quarter. They were only up by eight. The Nuggets were playing so terrible and they were only... The the, the Heat were only down by eight. The Heat should have been winning at that point. The Nuggets were playing so bad. Well, which is it? The Heat were down by eight going into the fourth. They were down 15 in the second quarter. But the Nuggets are playing so terrible. I mean, think about that. You want to talk about the Heat getting a lack of respect, and I don't care about that shit. But you want to talk about the Heat getting a lack of respect. Denver was so bad in game two. They were up by eight going into the fourth quarter. Like, you want to talk about lack of respect? That's the lack of respect. That we're going to talk about how bad Denver was, and they were still up by eight going into the fourth. Like, how shitty do you think the Heat are? The Nuggets are playing terrible, and they're up by eight going into the fourth? Come on. Like, the Heat aren't the Pistons, they're not the Hornets, they're not the Rockets. This team is back in the finals. This is the Nuggets' first go-round. None of those guys have been in this spot. The Heat are back in the finals. And they were a shot away from being back in the finals last year as well. I don't care about the disrespect. I like the disrespect. But Denver played terrible. And the Heat only won by three. All are in big trouble. Please, get the hell out of here. So now we got the Tyler Hero conundrum, right? And I don't know that he's going to play tomorrow because apparently his, his hand is not feeling great. Apparently it's a little bit swollen reacting to the workouts and all of that. It's super risky to play Hero. It is. If they do, it's obviously going to be the second unit, and I would say it has to be when Jimmy's resting. So you have a guy who can still create shots out there, who can take and make junk shots. But the risky part with here, it better not be to take away minutes from Duncan. Not only has Duncan been great and turned this series on its head in Miami's favor, but Duncan has earned this. And it's not as if Tyler does not deserve to play if he's ready to play, but here's the thing. We're in the finals. We don't have time for Tyler to get acclimated to the finals. It's one thing to be out almost 7 weeks. Been out almost 7 weeks and you're working, you know, ramp up. You work your way back in. We don't have time to work our way back in. It's the finals. We cannot lose games. We cannot lose minutes at the expense of getting Tyler acclimated. So, this is that the stakes are way too high. This is a really difficult situation. So, I don't know that he's going to play tomorrow night. I'll tell you what I do know. If you need insurance, your home insurance, your car insurance, motorcycle, boat, I've been getting my homeowners insurance through Brunt Insurance and Financial Services for over for about 10 years now. And I know I'm getting the most comprehensive, affordable care anything that could possibly happen to my home. I know that I'm covered. I call Brunt Insurance at 954-589-2204. I tell them what kind of home I have. Is it single family? Is it townhome? Is it two-story? What neighborhood are you in? Hey, what city are you in? It doesn't matter. From Pensacola all the way down to the Keys, Brunt Insurance has you covered. Top five insurance agency in the country. Number one rated in Florida. So wherever you're calling from, Greg Brunt and his team Fully licensed staff at Brunt Insurance, they know whatever area you're calling from. They're going to tell you, oh, did you know you need this? Do you know you need this? They're going to tell you exactly what type of coverage you need. So you're not lying awake at night, sleepless, because God forbid something happens, how are you going to pay for it? Bruntinsurance.com, like I said I'm not going to send you to some company, all my sponsors. I'm not going to send you somewhere. I'm not going to rent someone, uh, recommend someone that I don't use myself. I've been with Brent Insurance. I'm a loyal customer. I'm not going anywhere. I've been with them for about 10 years now. You know you got to support the sponsors that support the show. That's how we keep this thing going round and round. And like I said, not just for your home. You need boat. You need car. You need motorcycle. Hey, even if you rent or you're in a condo. Frontinsurance.com 954-589-2204. That's 954-589-2204. So we get a night off tonight, get to relax a little bit, we get ready for the Panthers on Thursday. Maybe most importantly, we're saving our energy. Tomorrow night's going to be so wild in, in Kaseya Center. Oh, man, I am so – how could you not be so pumped for what's going to happen tomorrow night? Tomorrow night's going to be so great. Let's get to Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. You know what I'm talking about. Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. As always, sponsored by Water Cleanup of Florida. If you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage in your home or business, is that a big deal? I don't know. Is it not a big deal? I don't know. Water Cleanup of Florida, they'll tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. 954 900 8635 Water Cleanup of Florida, licensed general contractor, providing A to Z service for all the busy homeowners and business owners. We know they're taking care of everything from start to finish. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So, post-game last night, NHL on TNT, which, by the way, just like the NBA on TNT, the... NHL playoff coverage on TNT, even the regular season, it's so far superior to ESPN. It's a joke. I, like, how does the—how does TNT manage to get it so right with their studio shows and their studio crew, and ESPN just—like, ESPN just giving us Mike Greenberg. They can't figure it out? Well, here's Wayne Gretzky on the studio show, NHL and TNT after the game last night, on the misconduct penalties.
3: I can't remember the last time I saw an official hand out so many tens. It had to be the 76 Olympics with <laughs> Nadia Comaneci. I've never seen so many tens. You looked at the referee, you're gone, ten. I wasn't even born yet. Can you, can you dive a little deeper but, into that? Yeah, it wasn't a very good game for the Florida Panthers. But listen.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going not a big deal. Like, I understand Biz Nasty there. He doesn't understand the Nadia Comaneci reference there. I mean, Wayne Gretzky, we know he's a little bit on the older side now. But, you know... I'm I'm going not a big deal. That's okay. Maybe Biznet needs to brush it up a little bit on his Olympic history. Big deal or not a big deal. So how about the whole to-do made yesterday over Joe Mazzula? Who, by the way, like his entire assistant coaching staff, they couldn't wait to get the hell off that team and join Ime Udoka. I mean, how does that speak about Joe Mazzula? But Sam Cassell has joined Joe Mazzula's staff in Boston. What? This is not a big deal. I'm sorry. Like, why... It, you need better players. Adding an assistant coach to your roster is supposed to be a big thing? Like, as if Sam Cassell had all the secrets to success. He has all the ways to win, but he wasn't giving it to Doc Rivers in Philly. He was keeping it a secret. He wasn't telling Doc about it. It's so stupid. And I'm not saying that Sam Cassell not a good hire. It's whatever. But an assistant coach? Who gives a shit? This is not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So how about Kendrick Perkins' goon time? Listen to this. Kendrick Perkins yesterday was a guest on Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee show and McAfee asked him about Nikola Jokic.
1: Perk, I want to know why, and I assume you have similar questions, but why did I, as basketball casual, not be forced to watch the Joker play basketball? I'm watching him through this playoff series. He is must-watch television. And last night for three quarters, I'm thinking to myself, like, I need this Joker guy every night. And then Miami does what Miami do in the fourth quarter and come come back and win that thing. But this Joker guy, why isn't he on TV every single night? And should he be Perk?
3: Absolutely he should be. He he is one, the best player in the league. He's the most skilled center to ever touch the damn basketball. Let me say that, okay? When every time he shoots, I think it's going in. I don't play, I don't care the level of difficulty, 47% from the three-point line. But we are to blame. And that's us as the media, us at the network ESPN, because we should do a better job of Promoting and marketing him, and he should be on television because if you want to show someone how to play basketball the correct way, you got to show him. You got to show them Jokic. When you talking about IQ, when you talking about straight skill, Jokic is the guy that you supposed to be watching. We shouldn't have to be waiting to the NBA finals to be able to appreciate Jokic. Like we got to do a better job, include myself. Of actually marking him like, let's talk about the Lakers and LeBron James and Jason Tatum and more talk about Jokic. Well, let's Perk,
1: see. Perk, the reason why you will is because he's white. I know that. that yeah. AJ? Yeah, that's AJ, AJ. <laughs> AJ, AJ, your question.
0: Perk. Yeah, your question. Perk, you? I'm going, I'm going big deal because, I mean, Perk, let's have a little bit of self-awareness here. Like, I'm not sure Perk is the best guy to say we need to start treating Jokic differently. We need to give him more attention. I mean, Perk, the biggest attention that you gave Jokic this year was set, was essentially saying anyone that votes for him as MVP over Joel Embiid is racist. That they're voting for him because he's white and Embiid is black. Like Perkins, that was your whole stance. And I like goon time Kendrick Perkins. I think he's great on television. But man, Perk being the one with that message doesn't exactly resonate with me when you go look at his resume as far as what he said about Jokic this season. I mean, if you were voting him for MVP, it was because he's white. Which, by the way, going back and look at it now, it, it, it really is so stupid. It, anyone that voted for MVP, it, it's it's comical. It really is. All right. Finally, big deal or not a big deal. How about Hollywood Joy Taylor yesterday on her show, FS1 Speak? She was representing yesterday. She was representing the Heat, representing Heat Nation. Here she is on Speak yesterday
2: on the Heat's win. It's always nice to be considered... And welcomed. And, you know, the heat, we were just just lucky to get that little letter in the mail mm-hmm. inviting us out to Denver mm-hmm. to get the opportunity to play in the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. It was so kind of the NBA and Adam Silver. Thank you. Um, it's just, it's really special, you know, because they needed that. Sometimes you just need to see new places and experience new mm-hmm. things.
3: That's
2: true. <laughs> and it just opens up your horizon. Um, I mean... What what can I say? This is is what I thought was going to happen. This is what I said was going to happen. We talked about it after game one. Everyone was dragging me. Why are you not worried? Delusional. Okay, that's fine. Or, I saw something different. And that's fine. We all take different things away from the game. To me, in game one, they shot terribly. I don't know any team of any level, without as many undrafted players as you wanted to have, that would shoot that badly and win a game, particularly against a team like the Nuggets. What happened in this game? Well, they certainly didn't shoot as badly as they did in game one. The guys that we didn't think were going to contribute throughout the rest of the series showed up again were the, them true selves again. maybe maybe they need to get over the altitude, maybe they need a little more you know pedia light. I don't know. but that looked like the heat to me. a team that went through the Eastern Conference. Well, I know everyone just thinks that this is a sweet thing of the NBA to invite them to the finals. they did actually earn their way there. and I think it was a, it was a fun night for the NBA.
0: I'm going big deal. You like here, Joy. Not only representing the Heat, but rubbing in those guys' faces. That's right. Come on. Can't wait for a reaction after the Heat go up two games to one. Thursday afternoon on FS1 Speak. There you go. And that right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. Yes. All right. I, I hope I made the Panther fan feel a little bit better this morning. You know it. You know, if the Panthers don't win on 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 Wednesday, no, on Thursday, if the Panthers don't win on Thursday night, it's not going to be because you know they didn't have a good response. It's not going to be because they're soft. It, it'll be because the Knights are better if the Panthers don't win on Thursday. But I think we're getting a big effort. I think the Panthers get right back into the series. Then it's going to be Bedlam game four there with a chance to tie the series at two games apiece. All right. Hey, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. Always appreciate everyone's hard work behind the scenes and making sure that we put together a great show each and every day for all of our listeners and all of our sponsors. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means.